My name is Rick Brenner, and I'm on the Sea of Galilee thinking about the night that Jesus and his disciples were headed across this lake to the other side. On the other side was the country of the Gadarenes, and Jesus, when he got there, was going to set free the demoniac of Gadara. It was going to be a great breakthrough in his ministry. But the Bible tells us while they were en route, something happened. Mark 4:37 says, and there arose a great storm of wind. That word arose in Greek is the word genomai. It means out of nowhere. It was the last thing they would have expected that night. Well, think about it. Jesus' disciples, most of them by profession, worked on this lake. They were fishermen. They knew the weather of the sea. They knew the behavior of the water. And if a natural storm was brewing that night, they would have never gone. But the Bible tells us in Mark 4:37, genomai, out of nowhere. It took them by surprise. Completely off guard, there arose a great storm of wind. Not a thunderstorm, but a storm of wind. They could feel it, but they couldn't see it. It was turbulence in the atmosphere. This is what often happens to you and to me when we're on the way to a great breakthrough in our life. We're en route, we're on the way, excited to get there, when suddenly out of nowhere there arises a great storm of wind, spiritual opposition that tries to stop us. Just keep going. The wind will pass, the waves will cease, and you'll get where you need to be. That is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm going to talk to you about Jesus' authority over the wind and the waves in your life. We're going to be examining one of his miracles in Mark chapter 4 when Jesus literally calmed a storm, and that's what he wants to do for you. If you've got a storm in your family, if you've got a storm in your finances, in your house, in your health, if you see a storm in your relationships, Jesus has the ability to stop any storm. And by the way, when a storm is rising, that's usually an indication something great is about to happen in your life and the devil's trying to stop it. But Jesus has authority over the wind and he has authority over the waves. And today I'm going to show you that explicitly in Mark chapter 4. It's going to encourage you, so stay with me. If you need prayer, call us. We're waiting for you. We're always waiting for you. When we hear from you, it is our pleasure to put our faith with you and believe for God to work a miracle in your life. And we really believe for that. Also, I'm offering you my series, which is called The Miracles of Jesus Christ. It's 15 parts. It's based on these programs. It is just packed with revelation about the miracles of Jesus Christ. What Jesus did is what Jesus is still doing. So we need to know what he did so we'll know what he wants to do. And by the way, it comes with a marvelous study guide, multiple formats. This is really a treasure. You'll be so glad you got this, and it will help you know Jesus so much better. We're also offering you my book, which is called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need them for many reasons, but one reason is the gifts of the Holy Spirit actually bring us the miraculous presence of God. So if you want the miraculous presence of God in your life, or in your Bible study group, in your relationships, or in your church, then you have to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's gifts bring us the miraculous presence of God. Order this 
today. But let's jump right into Mark chapter 4, where the Bible tells us Jesus was in Capernaum and he was ministering to very large crowds. And one day at the end of the day, he said to his disciples in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, let's pass over to the other side. Well, on the other side of the lake was the country of the Gadarenes. And in the country of the Gadarenes, Mark chapter 5 tells us there was a demon-possessed man who had a legion of demons. A legion was about 6,000. So in this man, there were about 6,000 demons. When you read Matthew's account of this, in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 28, it tells us the entire countryside of the Gadarenes had been terrorized by this man. And through this man, the devil had held that entire region captive. Now Jesus is with his disciples in a boat headed to the other side where he's going to deliver the demoniac of 6,000 demons. Jesus is on the edge of a breakthrough. A great sign and wonder is about to take place that's going to set many people free. And when Jesus was on the edge of a breakthrough, the devil attacked. And we read about that in Mark chapter 4, verse 37. It says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. When you read this in the Greek text, it is just amazing. First of all, Verse 37 says, and there arose. In Greek, it is the word genomai. And the word genomai in this case describes something that takes you off guard, something that takes you by surprise, something that you did not anticipate. So you could translate it like this, and suddenly out of nowhere. It was the last thing we would have expected. We don't know where it came from. It completely took us off guard and by surprise, suddenly out of nowhere there arose a great storm of wind. Well, of course it took them by surprise. Jesus' disciples primarily were fishermen. They were from that lake. They knew the lake. They knew the water. They knew the weather of the lake. They knew all about it. And if a natural storm was brewing that night, they would have never gone out into that lake. But when they started that night, the skies were clear. It was a perfect night for sailing. They were en route to the other side where a great breakthrough was going to take place. And while they were en route, in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the night, verse 37 says there arose, the Greek word genomai, out of nowhere. We didn't expect it. We don't know where it came from. It was the last thing we would have anticipated. It took us off guard completely by surprise. Out of nowhere there arose a great storm of wind. Notice the Bible says great from the word mega, something enormous. And the Bible does not say it was a rainstorm. It says it was a great storm of wind from the Greek word, which describes turbulence. It was turbulence in the atmosphere. You can feel the effect of wind. You can't point at wind. You can't identify wind. But there was an invisible force, turbulence, that was at work in the atmosphere. They could feel the effects of it, but they couldn't see this enemy. Naturally speaking, they could have thought these were just winds on the lake. But when you read Mark chapter 4 and verse 37, the Holy Spirit is so careful in the words that he used in this verse to let us know this was not natural that night. There was nothing natural about this storm. Listen to what it says in verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, really it's turbulence, and the waves beat into the ship 
so that it was now full. First of all, it says waves. It is plural, the Greek word kumata. It describes one succession of waves after another, after another, after another. These are giant monster waves, one wave after another wave after another wave. There's nothing natural about these waves. Normally waves would all move in one direction, but on this particular night, all the waves are hitting Jesus' ship. Waves are coming from this direction, from this direction, from this direction, from this direction, almost as though Jesus is a target that the waves are to assault. And because it is the word kumata, it tells us they were monster waves. And as far as the disciples could see, there was no end to these waves. And that night, they were binding waves. They were bailing water. They were fighting the waves, binding waves, bailing water. And the Bible says the waves were beating into the ship. And here's how we know this was not natural. Beat into in Greek is the word epibalo, which never describes nature. Epi means over. The word balo means to throw. When you put the two words together, it means to throw over, to throw toward. Never describes the action of nature, but always describes what a person or an entity does. And by using this word, the Holy Spirit tells us there was an invisible entity an unseen force picking up the waves of the sea, hurling them over against the ship, attempting to stop Jesus, to sink the ship, to drown him and drown the disciples in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the night to stop him from getting to the other side. The devil knew that if Jesus reached the other side, the devil was going to lose the demoniac of Gadara. The devil knew if Jesus got there, a miracle would take place and an entire region would be set free. So when Jesus was on the way to the other side, on the edge of a breakthrough, suddenly, Genomai, out of nowhere, there arose a great storm of wind, turbulence in the atmosphere. They could feel it. They couldn't see the source of it. But Epibolo, there was an unseen entity picking up the waves of the sea, throwing them against the ship until finally the verse says the ship was nearly full. This was a spiritual attack. And I want to tell you, the devil may try to stop you from getting where God wants you to be, but he does not have the power to stop you. If you'll call on Jesus, Jesus will put an end to that storm just like he did right here. Look at the next verse. Verse 38 says, and he, that's Jesus, was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Every word in Scripture is so important. This verse says he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. We even know the size and the shape of the pillow because of the Greek word that is used here. It's a pillow that fit right up in the corner of the ship. Jesus is lying very tightly, sleeping on the pillow, which is amazing because the storm was terrifying the disciples, but Jesus was just sleeping in the peace of God. Jesus never worried that he was not going to make it to the other side. The disciples are binding waves and bailing water, binding waves and bailing water, and Jesus is just sleeping in the peace of God because he knows he's going to make it to the other side. And the verse says, the disciples awake him. Now that's what the King James Version says. But the word awake in Greek is the same word that shares the root with the word resurrection, which means they resurrected him. They jerked him off of that pillow. And as they're jerking him off the pillow, they're simultaneously saying, Master, carest thou not that we perish? The word master that is used here, the Greek word epistata, which means on the spot, 
Exercise your power. Be the master in our situation. Master, we're demanding that you do something right now. Carest thou not that we perish? And the Greek sentence structure is so pitiful. It actually says, is there no care in you about us that we are perishing? The word perish from the Greek word apolumi, which means to be undone, to be unraveled, to come apart at the seams. That's what they're feeling. They're coming undone. They feel like they're being unraveled. They're coming apart at the seams. Maybe you have felt that in your situation. You look at your family, you look at your finances, your ministry, your job, whatever it is. You say, oh my, my, we're just coming undone. Everything is coming unraveled. I feel like life is coming apart at the seams. Lord, are you not paying attention? That is exactly what the disciples were asking Jesus in this verse. Master, carest thou not? Charis, the Greek word mele, which means, is there no care in you toward us? Do you not realize what we're going through? How can you sleep on that pillow when we are coming undone? That's amazing. And notice what Jesus did. The Bible tells us in verse 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm, and he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? But notice at the very first of verse 39, he arose. When they called to Jesus for help, Jesus responded. And that's what Jesus will do for you. If you need a miracle, call out. He'll come with a miracle. Jesus arose when they demanded his attention. He arose, and what did he do? He rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Now wait, wait, wait. What did the disciples think the problem was? The disciples thought the problem was the waves. In Greek, the word kumata. One wave after another wave after another wave. These are monster waves assailing them, assaulting them from every side. Everywhere they look, they see waves, waves, waves. Epibalo, cast into an unseen entity, picking up the waves of the sea, striking the ship, trying to drown them in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the night. They've been wrangling with waves, binding waves, fighting waves, bailing water. And Jesus stands up, and what does Jesus immediately do? He rebukes the wind. Now, if Peter was true to form, I'm sure Peter probably said something like, what is he doing? Here we are being struck by these waves, sinking because of all these waves, and he is talking to the sky. What is wrong with him? Why isn't he really dealing with our problem? But Jesus understood they did not have a wave problem. The problem was not waves. The problem was that unseen entity in the atmosphere, that spirit, that evil force that was picking up the waves of the sea and assaulting them with the waves of the sea. But behind the symptoms, there was an unseen force. It's exactly what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 and verse 12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, what we can see, but against principalities, powers, unseen forces. You have to look beyond the symptoms to see the source. And that's what Jesus did. And Jesus knew they did not have a wave problem there was an unseen force assaulting them, 
And Jesus lifted his face, lifted his voice, and the verse says he rebuked the wind. He went for the root of the problem. The word rebuke is a Greek word epitomo. Now, it's interesting that especially we charismatics, we love the word rebuke. But Jesus never said the word rebuke. I know that's a shock. But the word rebuke is one Greek word which describes an action. It describes an action, the Greek word epitomo. It means to verbally assault, to verbally assault, to humiliate, to belittle, to be mean. It is the same word which was used by judicial courts when they enacted or verbalized a judgment against someone. So when the Bible says Jesus rebuked the wind, epitomo, it means Jesus had a conversation with the sky. He had a conversation with the wind, or he had a conversation with the unseen force. Epitomo, he humiliated it. He verbally assaulted it. He demeaned it. He belittled it. He announced judgment against it. Well, the Bible tells us Satan is a creature of pride, and if you resist him, he will flee from you. And when you assault the devil's pride, he runs, he flees. He can't stand that. And Jesus knew that. So Jesus lifted his face, lifted his voice, and Epitomao began to rebuke a string of words, a string of actions, assaulting the unseen force. Jesus was dealing with the invisible entity. And once he was finished dealing with the unseen force, the Bible says, then he said to the sea, peace, be still. The Greek word means be muzzled, be muzzled. It's almost impossible to translate. I say the best way to translate it is Jesus said unto the sea, shh. Now remember, the disciples have been fighting the waves binding the waves, bailing water, wrangling, 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 wrangling with the waves, the waves, the waves, the waves, the waves. But Jesus knows they don't have a wave problem. The problem is the unseen force. So Jesus humiliates it. He chides it. He belittles it. Jesus announces damnation and judgment on the spirit realm. And once Jesus is finished assaulting the spirit realm, which the King James Version calls a rebuke, then Jesus simply turns to the waves, the waves that have terrorized the disciples, and Jesus just says to the waves, which means once the unseen realm was dealt with, the natural realm was easy to take care of. And that's what you need to know. If you're just fighting your problem, if you're fighting your symptoms, you're in trouble. Because just like waves, one wave comes. If you defeat one wave, there's another wave after that, and another wave after that, and another wave after that, and another wave after that. And what the devil wants to do is pull you into waves. He wants to get you to fight the waves, fight the symptoms, fight what you can see, because he'll just keep sending something else again and again and again and again until he exhausts you. And that's why you have to learn from Jesus to go beyond the symptoms and deal with the unseen force. That's what Jesus did in this chapter. And the Bible says, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. I love that. Because this evening began with a great storm. It ended with a great calm. 
which tells me whatever the devil does, Jesus will at least match it. If the devil creates a great storm, Jesus will match it with a great calm. If you've had a great sickness, there's going to be a great healing. If you've had a great financial problem, there's going to be a great financial blessing. If you've had a great struggle in your relationship, you're going to have a big blessing in your relationship. Whatever the devil does, Jesus will at least match it. That's what he did in this chapter. And then he turned to the disciples in verse 40 and said, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I would paraphrase it like this. Hey, guys, why did you wake me up? You could have done this. Where's your faith? You didn't need me. Why are you so fearful? You could have done this. Where's your faith? How is it that you have no faith? You could have spoken to the invisible realm. And then the natural realm would have taken care of itself. Where's your faith? Why didn't you do this? And the Bible says in verse 41, they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and sea obey him? That word obey is a military term, which means to fall in line. And it tells me the devil will push us around as long as we let him. But if we'll finally raise our voice and speak with authority, the devil falls in line. When Jesus lifted his voice, the wind and the waves fell in line. The invisible realm obeyed him, and the natural realm was filled with peace. Then listen to chapter 5 and verse 1. And they came over unto the other side into the country of the Gadarenes. Wow. That's where they were headed when this evening began. They finally got where they were supposed to go, but the devil tried to stop them from getting there. And the devil may try to stop you from getting where God has told you to be. He cannot stop you. He may try to terrorize you. He may strike you when you're in, the, in route, in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the night. But if you'll rise and use your voice and use the authority which you have in Jesus Christ, Jesus will work through you. Jesus, who is still the Lord of the wind and the waves, and the wind will cease, and a great calm will come. Now, you see, you could read this just as a story that happened 2,000 years ago, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did is what he is still doing. And if Jesus was Lord of the wind and the waves, then he is Lord of the wind and the waves right now in your life or in your household. Jesus is in charge. Call upon him. Jesus slept until they called upon him that he arose and he exercised power. He'll exercise power. He'll exercise power through you. He's the Lord of the wind and the waves. And that's what we read in Mark chapter 4. We're out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. How do you read the Gospels? Does Jesus come alive? Do His words and miracles have meaning in your daily life? In the Miracles of Jesus Christ teaching series, Rick Renner transports you to first century Israel so you can see, hear, and experience the miracles and healings of Jesus as you've never known them before. You'll dive deep into the New Testament and see Christ's present-day miraculous power with a fresh and new perspective. In this 15-part teaching series, starting at just $24, you'll learn and know the miraculous power of Christ that will forever change your perspective on our wonderful healing Savior. 
In addition to the teaching series, you can also receive the book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, available for just $10. When you get this book today, you'll discover how the Holy Spirit can work powerfully in your life and the lives of those around you. Don't miss this special offer, The Miracles of Jesus, and or the book, Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Get these two powerful resources today. My friend, our ministry is really growing. We're reaching people all over the world that are tuning in because they feel like they have found teaching they can trust. And what an honor that God would ask us to bring teaching of the Bible into people's homes. I'm really praying for a revival of the Bible in the hearts of God's people. And God's people are responding. They're calling, they're writing. And because we want to reach them and minister to them in the very best way, we need to expand. We are bursting at the seams. Our office building in Tulsa has become totally insufficient. We're having to put all of our resources and materials in containers because we have no more room in our building. And we just found a building that would perfectly meet our needs and it's fully furnished. And at the same time, we're building a new TV studio in Moscow because this studio is just inadequate for what we need to do. If you can imagine, we're filming five to seven daily programs in this studio. We have run out of space. It's time for us to expand. You can really make a difference in someone else's life by participating in this expansion project. And if it's in your heart to say, yes, I want to be a part of that, you can find out more by going online or give us a call right now. Today we've seen in Mark chapter 4 and verse 39 that Jesus arose and rebuked the wind. Jesus dealt with the unseen entity that was assaulting them when they were on the way to the other side. On the other side was the country of the Gadarenes where a great miracle was going to take place. And the devil wanted to stop that miracle. So while they were en route, this big storm rose against them, but Jesus rebuked the wind. Jesus knew they did not have a wave problem. It was a wind problem. There was an entity, an unseen force assaulting them. And rather than get caught up in the symptoms of the waves, Jesus lifted his eyes from the waves and looked to the unseen realm and began rebuking the wind. They couldn't see it, but Jesus knew that was the root of the problem. And when he was finished dealing with the unseen realm, then he simply said unto the sea. He didn't yell at the sea. He didn't bind the sea. He just said unto the sea, peace be still. And as I've told you, the Greek is very difficult to translate. A better translation really would be, he said unto the sea, shh. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Jesus is still Lord of the wind and the waves. And if you'll lift your voice, he'll speak through you. He'll rebuke the wind and he'll release peace into your situation. Amazing. I'm speaking to you from my series called The Miracles of Jesus Christ and my book called Why We Need the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Order yours today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that Jesus is still Lord of the wind and the waves. And I pray for that wind to cease. I pray for a great peace to come into my friend's life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4. 
Never forget it. Where the word of a king is, there's power. Let God's word release its power in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program. Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.